This morning, we're going to continue our sermon series called The Tech Commandments. And for the last few weeks, we've been working our way through a conversation about how social media and cell phones, new technologies and the internet are changing the world around us and in some ways even changing us. And we're asking the question, how can we, how can we live in this new world and how can we use these new technologies without losing our souls? Now this morning I invited Ryan Pratt to, to share a message with us. I feel like it's important for us to hear the voices of, of young people who grew up with these technologies and in many ways know more about them and what they can do than, than people like, like I am able to share with you. Now before Ryan shares a message with us this morning, though, we're going to hear from our friend Keegan as he shares another scripture reading from the New Testament letter of James. Good morning, Court Street family. I'm very excited to be sharing a message with you all this morning. It makes me hopeful that we can all see each other in person as soon as it's safe. You are all very loved and missed here at Court Street. This morning, I'll be preaching a part of the series called Tech Commandments. This is a series that looks at how modern technology gives us so many opportunities, but it also studies the challenges and responsibilities associated with all this new technology. Join me this morning as we take a look at social media. We've all sent texts we don't mean, right? I know I have. Uh, we have all definitely sent a text to someone meaning it one way, but then it all seems to blow up in our face when they didn't take it the way we intended. Text interpretation is so important these days, but how did we get to that point? Um, we're going to dive into social media throughout the years and what everything looked like from a kid's perspective when all of it was brand new. I have grown up in the age of social media. When I was young, cell phones were portable and people would snap them shut to end a call. 
I remember my first phone and it was so cool because I could slide it and uh, expose a miniature keyboard that I could send text to people on. Um, although I did have to mind how many texts I sent, otherwise we'd be charged extra. As I reached high school, the first smartphones came out and since then I've basically had a handheld computer in my pocket. When it comes to phones, everyone wanted to do the newfangled thing, text. Texting was made drastically easier with smartphones. You could type messages to friends and family at the click of a button. It was so easy to stay in touch. Around this time, in middle and high school, social applications were born. Kids older than me had MySpace and Facebook, but the application I remember the most and have participated on the most was Instagram. Instagram is an app used for photo sharing. It allows you to follow people you know, celebrities, uh, accounts devoted to video games, music, memes, etc. Um, when Instagram came out, everyone at school was making an account. It became so popular that if you didn't have an account, you were basically forced to by your peers. And if you still refused, someone would make an account with your name on it and post pictures of you without you knowing. Crazy, right? Instagram allows you to post photos of whatever you want as long as it stays within their guidelines. And then everyone who follows you can see that image and has the opportunity to like your photo or comment on what you posted, sharing praise or remarks of any kind. You can imagine where this type of freedom and power can go if left to teenagers who don't know any better. Instagram and apps like it, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, etc., became a major source of bullying all throughout my schooling and it was known as cyberbullying. Cyberbullying became such a large problem at my school that we had to attend assemblies about how harmful bullying online really was. One example I specifically remember was my sports team. We had a texting group chat for the team sport I played in high school. This group chat was used for sharing info about practice, timing, and cancellations. It was also used by many of my teammates to roast and make fun of people on the team for errors they had made on the field or making fun of their body type or athletic ability. At its worst, I saw kids get so sick of the group chat that they were ready to quit the team altogether because of the words they faced. Cyberbullying got so bad that there were multiple, very unfortunate cases around the country during this time. Cases where young teens were taking their own lives based on the words that were being said to them online. Um, these cases were ramping up in a way that something needed to change. Something I noticed living during this time was just how much harm could be done by kids who weren't even face to face. Kids were going home and getting into fights online and saying just downright awful things to one another. And one day it finally clicked. Saying terrible things online takes away the human factor of interaction. Kids would say these things to one another online, things they would never dare say in person. Because when you're online, you never have to see that person. You don't have to look in their eyes as you say awful things. And kids don't realize what kind of personal effect their online words had on the person that was on the other side of the screen, oftentimes until it was too late. As good as social media seemed to be, it was turning out to have some really ugly consequences. Instagram and many other sites like it make it hard for people to see reality. 
Young people get caught up comparing themselves to others, and it makes it hard for them to understand what normal life is like. In middle and high school, I would often get down on myself because I would see the people I followed living such lavish lifestyles. People would post pictures of themselves on tropical vacations and sitting with stacks of money all around them. People would be in their private jets and driving their exotic supercars. As a Christian, this was unhealthy for me because I got caught up coveting things I didn't have. And also, along with lots of my peers, got caught up comparing myself to the rich and famous and even then to one another, which caused more cyberbullying to occur. Social media is a platform that left unchecked can be very dangerous environment for people of any age and things can get ugly quickly when we don't check our tongues. Today's scripture reading is from the book of James, where we read about James's warning of the tongue. In James today, we learn just how dangerous our tongue can be. James relates our tongues to fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. We read this in verse 6. This verse uses very strong word choice to describe one of our own body parts. James describes the fact that our bodies are guided by our tongues. Our, our tongues are the rudder to our ships, the bit to our horse, and the spark to our wildfire. Thus, our tongue can set our whole life, of life course on fire if we're not careful how to, in how we use it. That's how a lot of responsibility, that's a lot of responsibility to carry on our human shoulders though, isn't it? Yes, it really is, but it becomes astronomically easier with God's help. As we learn in James 3, 1 through 2, James says that few should teach because teachers are held to a higher standard and are scrutinized more for their behavior. I think this can apply to Christians as a whole when it comes to social media interactions. Christians are held to a higher standard in most all facets of life. And on social media, we have the unique opportunity of being teachers to non-believers and those who have not heard the good news of the gospel. We know what James says about the tongue now, but what does that even mean? The way James describes it, your tongue stands for the things you say. When we interact with others, we are called to glorify God in all we say and do. So the things you physically and audibly say to others constitutes the use of your tongue. This lesson applies greatly to social media in the same way. The things we post, comment, and respond to act as our digital tongue. It is very important to do our best to keep our digital tongue in check as we go about our many social media interactions. So you now know what issues social media faced as it began and became famous. What are things like nowadays in this wonderful year of 2020? Let's find out. In 2020, social media has changed tenfold. There are new guidelines on every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, of course, to try and do everything they can to prevent cyberbullying. If the platform's algorithms read that you are about to post something mean or hateful onto someone's page, that post is automatically deleted before that user ever sees it. Safeguards like these have cut down on cyberbullying a ton, which have made social media apps a much safer space for kids and people of all ages to interact as a community. Social media isn't all bad. 
I love the opportunity I have to stay in touch with my friends and family and be able to share what's been going on in my life. And at the same time, I get to stay up to date on what's been happening with them too. When used properly, social media can be an extremely supportive and uplifting platform for people to partake in. An example of late is the massive outpouring of support for the cause of the Black Lives Matter movement. People from all over the county, state, country, and the world have had the opportunity to show their support and rally together for something that is long overdue. Movements like this go to prove why social media is such a unifying platform in times of crisis and uncertainty. Another wonderful aspect of social media is the fact that the Court Street United Methodist Church can stay in touch with all of you. It is such a blessing to be able to worship with you, even when we can't meet in person. The fact that you're watching me talk right now, wherever you are in the world, is definitely a blessing and something we shouldn't take for granted. You could be in your pajamas fresh out of bed. You could have just pulled an all-nighter playing video games. You could be watching this at your dinner table because you slept in, or you could be on the other side of the world. Of course, there is no judgment here, and you are all welcome. That is just incredible that social media and video apps allow us to communicate in these ways. The church staff loves to keep in touch with the congregation on social media. On Facebook, we are blessed with many people who are willing to share what God is teaching them throughout these times daily in what's called the daily devotion. On Instagram, you can see church updates and a Bible verse of the day. And on YouTube, you can find videos like this, giving praise to our Heavenly Father. All of it is made possible by social media applications. Although social media has its positives and negatives, there are many ways we can continue to make it a safe space and spread positivity. It is vital in this society and culture we live in today to spread God's love in everything that we do. One way we can do that is through social media. We need to filter ourselves towards posting things that are true, helpful, and uplifting. As a community, we can truly make an impact on this world through the way we use social media apps. Before we post a picture, make a comment, or respond to family members or in-laws about politics, we need to ask ourselves, is what I'm about to post true? Because spreading lies is a common thread of negativity. Second, is what I'm about to say helpful? Because we things we want to say aren't always necessary and oftentimes fuel those familial political fights we all see. And finally, is what I'm about to say honoring God. There's a thought that I'm just going to let simmer. If Jesus had an Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and started following you, would he be pleased with everything there is to find on your profile? There is one major thing we are called to do as Christians, and that is to love others. But it's hard to do that without watching our tongues. And we learn in, as we learn in James. If we don't watch what we say and do in person and online, then we are missing out on a major opportunity we have to spread God's love. So in these current times when we are online constantly, I challenge you, think before you post. Ask yourself the three questions. Is what I'm about to post true? Is it uplifting? And is it God honoring? I think if we all use that code before we post it on social media, we could make a huge difference in our community and around the world.
Let's pray. Dear God, we come before you, and we thank you for the opportunities you give us to stay in touch and stay in contact through the use of social media. And God, we pray that as we learn more about your warnings that you share with us in James, including the use of our tongue, uh, we pray that you would work that lesson into our heart and into our mind, Lord, and just help it to be a reality that we would watch what we say, both in person and online. I pray that you would help us to remember that there are true positive and negative consequences of what we do and say, both in person and online. And Lord, again, we thank you for the opportunity to use social media, and we pray that you would help us to make it a safe space for others. In Jesus' name, amen.